0: I want to talk about something that I feel a lot of moms lose sight of as we get wrapped up in motherhood and things like that, but how many of you have seen the movie Dreamer? Hopefully it's more than two, because that's how many it was in the Not, not many more. Dreamer with Dakota Fanning, Kurt Russell, yeah. It's a great movie if you have Netflix, or I don't even know what do, how do you do that anymore. There's no, like... It's not on Redbox, so I guess just order it off Amazon. I don't know. Anyways, it's a great movie, so I'm going to tell you all about the movie so that when you go and watch it, you're going to know exactly how it ends and everything, okay? <laughs> Anyways, it's about this girl, and they, it's Dakota Fanning, and in the movie, her name is Kell Crane, and she lives in Kentucky. Her dad races horses, and um, they didn't have any horses, they were kind of poor, so they were like, you know, the only farm in Kentucky with no racing horses on it. But anyways, uh, one day she goes to work with her dad, and um, they're having a race that day, and the the horse that her dad had been training was named Sonya And so they were going to go and, and watch her race, well, she... Uh, the dad didn't think that she was ready to race because he felt like her leg was kind of bum and she was acting kind of off and didn't think that she needed to race that day. But the owner of the horse said no. She got a clear report from the vet, so we're going to go ahead and race her. So um, San Dor races, and of course, as you can imagine, she falls, breaks her cannon. What was it? Cannon? Cannon ball? Cannon bone? Anyways, breaks her leg, and um, is is hurt. The vet says, you know, you need to put her down. The dad doesn't want to put her down because the daughter's there. She's like, you know, seven, eight years old or whatever, and he doesn't want her to see that. So um, he says, I'll just, I'll take the horse with me. So he takes the horse home and um, wants to nurse it to health in hopes, you know, that it, with the, realizing that she's probably never going to race again, but hoping that he can breed her and make a lot of money or whatever. Well, so they nurse her back to health and all this stuff and get her to where she can be bred, and they find out that she's infertile, right? So, of course, one thing after another. So he's bummed out. He had been up all night because now they're broke. They have no money. Um, you know, he'd kind of put all of his bets on this horse, hoping that he'd be able to breed her and make, make some good money. Um, and that wasn't going to happen. So he's up, you know, had been up all night, sitting in the kitchen, just upset and discouraged, not knowing what to do. And um, his wife comes in and he's talking to her and he says, you know, if Kel hadn't been there that day, I would have put the horse down and we'd be fine. Well, Kel, of course, gets up in the middle of the night, overhears this conversation, is brokenhearted to hear her dad say that and she's going to run away. So she gets ready and she's going to, you know, get on Sonia door and, and run away. So she gets out there and she's on the horse. Her dad comes in, slams the barn door because he didn't realize she was there, spooks the horse, and the horse takes off with Kel on it. So he hops in his pickup and starts following her on this horse. He speeds up next to it and has her jump off and and catches her and everything's fine. But what they realized was he was going super fast, right, to to be able to catch this horse. And so his his guys that were working for him said, I think she can, you know, she can race. And so they uh, race the horse and, um, you know, everything works out. They get her back in shape and they're going to they're gonna race her. So he kind of had given Kale ownership over this horse, so he was going to let her pick the race that um, she raced in. So Kale dreams big, shoots for the stars, and says, we're going to race her in the Breeders' Cup. And the dad and grandpa and everyone's kind of like, okay, that's great. You know, that you know costs $100,000 to enter in. You have to be selected. Probably not going to happen, but whatever. Let's go ahead and, you know, run through this dream with you. So anyways, what happens is, she runs in the Breeders' Cup, and she wins, right? And Kale's dream came true. So what I want to talk about today is as moms, I think that um, we have a lot of dreams for our kids. We, we, you know, we dream that they grow up and marry the right person. We dream that they go to college. All you that are fixing to graduate from high school, you, you know, you're hoping that they, they go on to college or, you know, at least go to a trade school and learn something and, and uh, pursue a career, um, we dream that, you know, we try to fulfill their dreams, too. Like, I remember when Madeline was turning one, I wanted to have this elaborate birthday party for her. So I, you know, threw this Hello Kitty party, this big party for my daughter who doesn't even remember that now and who hates Hello Kitty, which breaks my heart because I grew up loving Hello Kitty. But we try to do all these things to fulfill their dreams, but we never really have any dreams of our own. We dream for them, but we don't really ever think, you know, what, what are my dreams as a mom? And so my question for you today that we're going to talk about are what are the dreams that God has given you? And the verse that we're going to look at today is Psalm 37 4. It says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. And so to me, this verse tells us two things. Number one is we need to delight in the Lord, and number two, we need to have desires for Him to to, for, for Him to fulfill in our lives. So, number one, and uh, you can take notes because you got a fancy notebook from our church for Mother's Day. But number one is this, delight in the Lord. Again, Psalm 37, 4, it says, delight yourself in the Lord. So, what does it mean to delight in something? Well, to delight means to take great pleasure in something. Um, and I know for me, you know, something that I delight in, and uh, you know, is my family. I take great pleasure in just sitting back and watching my kids play when they're not fighting, and you know, and just uh, I take pleasure in my sons dressing up as superheroes, and uh, my daughter, you know, teaching my son how to write letters and, and stuff. The other day she was working with him on his letters. He's going to be going to pre K, and this mom hasn't really taught him much just yet as far as school goes. So, anyways, I, I take great delight in my family, and all that's great, um, and they're, you know, they're gifts from God, but our true delight should be in the Lord. And uh, so, you know, We need to spend time with God in order to delight in Him, and we have to first. How we do this is we have to read our Bible, and I know that Bo kind of talked a little bit about this last week. But Psalm chapter one, verses one through two, it says, "Blessed is the one whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on His law day and night." So to delight in the Lord, we must delight in His Word. It's just kind of like, you know, if your kid gives you a letter, you take delight in that, and you memorize parts of it, probably you hang it up on your fridge, Madeline, her third grade class, uh, they wrote letters to their moms for Mother's Day, and I got it in the mail the other day, and I opened it up, and you know, she had colored this awesome picture, and she had written all these great things about me, and, and Anyways, I hung it up on the refrigerator because it just brought me a lot of joy, right? Well, God's Word should be the same. We should delight in it. We should find great joy in it. We should memorize parts of it, and we need to We need to treasure it. And a couple ways that we can do this, obviously, you know, by reading our Bible, and, and I know that Bo gave some tips last week, but I want to tell you a little bit of what I do in my own personal time um, of reading God's Word. There's a few tools. Um, one is called ifequipped.com, and these are... Uh, up here on the, the screen if you want to write these down. But these are websites that you can go to and you can sign up on their email list and they will email you daily a devotional for you to do. The if, if Equip, it's a group of women and they uh, it sends you a little devotional, but then they actually have like a two or three minute video that you can watch. And so it's real short. it's It's, it's really great. Proverbs31.org. And it is another um, great resource. Or again, you can go on there, sign up for their email list, and they will come straight to your inbox every day. You can read it on your phone or whatever. Um, and then uh, another way that we delight in the Lord is that we pray. First Thessalonians five seventeen says, "Pray continually." And this, you know, is how we communicate with God, you know we can uh, again give give our thanks to him, we can give our requests our hurts um but we can and this is something that you can do anywhere whether you're getting ready for work, driving down the road, riding your horse, uh, working out at the gym, whatever you're doing you can pray continually doing that so those are the two best ways by reading and praying that we can truly delight in the Lord. but the second part of that I want to talk about today is the second part of that verse so number two, we should have desires for him to fulfill. Again, the verse says, Psalm 37, 4, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. So what is a desire? A desire is basically a dream. It's something that we wish for, something that we hope for, and something that we, you know, work towards. And again, I think we're great at having dreams for our kids, but a lot of times we don't have any dreams for ourselves. And I think that the reason that we do this is because we feel like as moms we're selfish if we do anything for ourselves, right, sometimes, um, we feel like, you know, it needs to be all about our kids, and that's, you know, and it, that's true, we've got to nurture our kids, take care of them, um, God has entrusted them into, you know, into our lives, but I also feel like a, a mom who dreams sets a great example for her children to grow up and learn how to dream big as well, so hopefully my kids, you know, say, my mom dreams, she had big dreams that she worked for, and hopefully they have dreams of their own that they grow up and and, and have um, another thing that we think is we think we don't have time to dream. I don't have time for myself. You know, I've got basketball practice, and then we've got, you know, football practice, and then we've got, you know, our rodeo this weekend or whatever. We have all these activities that keep us busy. Um, but I think that both of these are lies from Satan. Um, John 10, 10, it says that the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So, Satan wants to steal and kill any any hopes of dreams that we might have. Um, but Christ came so that we can have a full life. We can have an eternal life, yes. But he also wants us to enjoy life here on earth and glorify him through that. Um, and obviously, you know, as moms, there's seasons in our lives where we are busy um, and there isn't a lot of time, there's not a lot of extra time. And, you know, Maybe your dreams aren't going to happen immediately, and that's okay. The Israelites wandered for 40 years in hopes of being free before they were actually set free. But in the meantime, it's okay to dream and enjoy the, the ride um, or the journey, so to speak, as you're, as you're waiting for those to be fulfilled. And I, um, this is, I guess, something that the Lord laid on my heart to talk about because I used to be a person that never really had any dreams. I had a couple of dreams, Bo would say, when we got married. One was to own a Jeep someday. <laughs> And another was to be a stay-at-home mom. And thankfully, God has, you know, provided, and both of those dreams have come true. But they weren't real, like, you know, crazy, you know, adventurous dreams, right? Bo was the adventurer, you know, the dreamer in the family for the longest time, and he inspired me to have dreams of my own. So husbands, if you're here today, you know, inspire your wife to dream. Inspire her to, you know, to find out what her passions are and to set some goals and dreams, So you might be thinking, okay, well, how do we know what to dream? How do I know what, you know, what I should dream? Well, number one, our dreams should line up with our talents, and to find out our talents, we have to pray. So number one, our dreams must line up with our talents. So you can ask yourself, you know, what do you enjoy doing? What are you good at? And again, pray about this, and then ask, seek some outward confirmation, you know, from other people who know you well, Um, and You know, again, like I said, I didn't have any real dreams and passions. Then I began to pray for God to show me, you know, what am I talented at? What am I good at? What are some passions that I have? Um, And then I discovered that my love for running, and a lot of you are familiar with with the, you know, Bo talks about this a lot, but, you know, that I love to run. And I kind of learned that I'm halfway decent at it. I'm kind of like right in the middle. I'm not fast fast but I'm not super slow either I'm kind of right in the middle and so I began to pray God how can you use something that I love to do for your glory and so I began to dream um, I remember one night we were eating supper with Bo's family and they were uh, asking me about some races I was doing and all this stuff and uh, Bo's brother said why don't you run Boston and I was like well you don't just run Boston, the Boston Marathon. You can't just, like, show up and run, right? All these other races, you can just pay your entry fee and you go run. Well, for Boston, you have to qualify. It's kind of like the Ranch Rodeo Finals. You have to, you know, be selected to be able to, to come. And even if you qualify, you're not guaranteed entry because it's so big, they take the fastest runners and then kind of go down from there. But anyways, to qualify for Boston, I would have to go to a, a marathon, that was a qualified marathon to qualify for Boston, and run a marathon with my age, <coughs> 29, and holding, <laughs> I would have to run my marathon in three hours and 35 minutes, which sounds like a long time, right? It doesn't sound too hard. But that's 26 miles. So when you break that up, that's eight minute, er, an 8 minute and 12 second per mile for 26 miles. That's pretty fast, right? That's, that's kind of daunting and, and hard. So I remember him saying that and I just thought I, I could never do that. That's, there's no way, you know. Well then I went and did a race and I and I did halfway decent and I thought maybe that is something that you know that I could do. So that's my goal now. That's a dream that I feel like, you know, I that I have and I'm hoping that you know comes true one day. Um another thing, you know, I began to pray God, I love You know, I love running, and I love running, like, out where we live because I love the country. I love uh, running and seeing all the horses and the wheat and uh, the, the cows that are out and everything, and I just enjoy that, and so I thought, how can I couple these two things, and, and, you know, bring you glory, and I felt like he was saying, start, you know, you need to start, like, a blog or whatever, so I started a Facebook page called Running the Ranch, and on there I try to post, you know, if you wanted to follow it, but I try to post, like, verses that speak to me, little short devotions or whatever, things about the Western life, um, things about my running or whatever, and so I'm trying to, you know, again, just give God all that I have in hopes that someone is, is touched or encouraged by it. But also when when we're um, you know and well and I want to throw in there too when you couple like what, what your passion is and you couple that with your passion for the Lord there's nothing like it it's a feeling you know you just you're so fulfilled and you're just um, it's just a great place to be but I think when we're talking about our talents we can't be ignorant with our dreams either we can't um, you know my dream is never going to be to go sing at the Grand Old Opry that's just <laughs> never going to happen nothing I you know th- there's no uh, dream there because it's that's ignorant. There's no way that, that it's ever going to happen. Um, Bo can attest to this. Well, he, while we're driving down the road, if I'm singing to whatever's on the radio, he starts howling. Howl, how. you know? <laughs> Thanks. So, that's that, trust me, that's not a dream. So, we need to make sure that our dreams line up with our talents. Number two, our dreams should require faith. I feel like God gives us dreams to stretch our faith. And you might be asking, what what's faith? What does that mean? Well, Hebrews 11.1. It says, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. So basically, faith is believing in something that's unseen, right? It's just like having faith in God. We we believe in God and we believe he's there, but we can't see him, right? So our dreams need to um, stretch our faith. They need to be something that, that we can't really do on our own, something that causes us to say, okay, God, if this is in your will, then here you go. Um, and a true dream is, is out of reach. Just like Kel Crane dreamed racing her horse in the Breeders Cup. I think there was only sixteen or seventeen that get selected, and then the entry fees, if you do get selected, were a hundred and something thousand dollars, and they were broke, right? But that didn't stop her from dreaming and pursuing what she was passionate about. Um, Ephesians three twenty, it says, "Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we could a- than we ask or imagine." According to his power that is at work within us. I love this verse because to me it says nothing is too big for God, right? No dream is out of reach for him. And in fact, he's saying you don't ask for enough. Your dreams aren't big enough. He can do more than what we could ever think of. He can do more than what we could ever ask for. You know, when Bo dreamed up starting this church you know, we never imagined the people that it would touch. We never imagined the the pe- the lives that would be changed through his, you know, through the obedience that we took that step of faith and and um, starting this. And so, no dream is is too big for the Lord. Again, qualifying for Boston will, you know, it would take me running faster than I think that I can. But if it's God's will, it can happen. And I think that sometimes we. Um, don't dream because we're insecure about voicing those things. Like, for me to stand here and tell you this, now if it doesn't happen, I feel like an idiot, right? So it takes being vulnerable and, you know, just trusting that, God, if that's your plan, great. And if it's not, that's okay, too. So, but that's, you know, again, the the part of the faith that, that has to come into reach. So our dreams should line up with our talents. Our dreams should require faith. And then number three, we should have dreams that bring God glory. Um. Any dream that we have should be for our good and His glory. First Corinthians ten thirty one. And I love God's word. I love that it's just practical and we can apply it to our lives. But First uh, Corinthians ten thirty one says, "So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Everything that we dream should be for His glory. If you're a mom, or if your dreams to be a mom, be a mom for God's glory." Honor God with what He's entrusted you. If your dream is to be a teacher, teach for His glory. Use that platform to honor Him. Um, If your dream is to go back to college and finish your degree, do that for His glory and give Him all the praise when it happens. Um, If your dream is to learn how to barrel race, then learn how to barrel race and do it for His glory. And when you have success, give Him the glory for that. And I want you to hear this. God will never give you a dream that contradicts His word. Okay, he hates sin and any dream that you have that requires you to sin to achieve is not from God So he's not ever going to say hey leave your family and go to hollywood and pursue that acting career Divorce your husband and go ahead and, and pursue your dream He's not going to say that he doesn't ever want us to, to sin to achieve our dreams um, If your dream is to open up a clothing store He's not going to say go and bezel some money so that you can afford to do that No, he's going to provide if it's truly of him So God never approves of sin, and any dream that causes you to sin is not from God. And another side note um, is our dreams should never come before our relationship with Christ. When that happens, that's called an idol, and God never wants us to have any idols in our lives. He wants to be number one, and if your dream or your passions come before him, then he's not going to honor that, and it's not going to be a good thing, and he will get your attention. And I can speak from experience on this. I, you know, a couple years ago when I first started kind of running distance or whatever, I thought, I'm going to train and do the Oklahoma, you know, the Oklahoma City Memorial Marathon was a couple weeks ago, but anyways, a couple years ago, I thought, I'm going to train and uh, do the half marathon or whatever, which is 13 miles, and so I was training for that, you know, and training takes, it takes several weeks, you have to invest a lot of time or whatever, and um, I was training, and everything was going really well. And then four weeks before the race, I woke up one day, and my knee was just—it hurt. I couldn't run, and I, I went to the doctor, tried to do everything to you know make it better so that I could start running again. And it just wasn't going to happen. And I was so devastated. I was horrible. It was horrible. I was cranky. I was in a bad mood. I was depressed. It was awful. And I realized that my priorities were out of whack, and God used that to get my attention. He said, Heather, I need to be number one, not your hobby, right? And, um, and so, anyways, I I've prayed and tried to make sure that I always keep them in the right order, and then this year, I was actually training for Oklahoma City again. There's something about me in Oklahoma City uh, Marathon, and I had, you know, been training for about 12 weeks, I was, everything was going great, I was feeling great, and then after a race, I got a stress fracture, and so, you know, I, again, it was five weeks, I think, before the run, and this time, I was, you know, I was frustrated, I was like, man, oh, that stinks, mainly because, like, I'd spent all that time running, <laughs> and I was like, Oh, if I wasn't, you know, going to be able to do the race, I wouldn't have put in all those miles or whatever, and, um, but, it, but it was okay, my priorities were right this time, and I realized, you know, it's all right, it's just a run. Our dreams are temporary. They're things, uh, they're earthly things that are fun for us to enjoy, yes, but they're temporary. They're going to pass away. You know, I have three healthy children. I have a great husband. I have a great church. I have a lot of things to be thankful for, and just because I couldn't do one thing doesn't mean that life's over and and horrible, okay? So I had to make sure that my priorities were straight, so we have to always make sure we keep God in his uh, right position, and remember that he's before all things. Um, so really, that's, you know, what I have for you today. My challenge, you know, is to just challenge you as moms to dream. Maybe it's been a while since you've had a desire or something to shoot for that was for yourself, you know, or for God, in the, that you can use for God's glory. So my challenge for you is to, to think up some dreams and, and dream those and dream them for his glory. So I want you to just go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes, and we're gonna going to wrap this up today. And I just want to ask um if you're a mom here today and you feel like it's been a long time since you've had any dreams, just go ahead and raise your hand. I want to see if there's if there i felt like um felt like really God wanted me to to talk about this today, and I didn't know if it was just for me or if there's anyone else that that struggles with dreaming so And I think it's you know it's great for you to leave here today and think I need to dream, you know this we have one shot at this life and it's for us to enjoy. But most importantly, God wants you to delight in him. And if you're here today and you don't, God I hope that you leave here and you do. And if you've never made him the Lord of your life, I pray you do that. And it's simple. All you have to do is ask him to forgive you where you failed him. Ask him to forgive you of your sins. And if you've never done that at it's easy. Just confess him as your Lord. Say, God, you are my Lord, and forgive me where I failed you, and help me to delight in you. Hopefully you had an orange card on your chair. And if you didn't, there's some down here on the guest table. And if you'd fill that out, we'd love to just visit with you and see how we can encourage you. So let's pray. Lord, I just thank you for the blessing of being a mom. I thank you for our kids. But Lord, most importantly, I thank you for just the freedom to have a personal relationship with you. And it's awesome. And it should be the biggest dream come true is just to be able to delight in you, Lord. And God, I thank you that you desire for us to enjoy life. And I, I just uh, I thank you for the gifts and the talents and the passions that we have because they're from you. Lord, anything that we're good at, anything that we um, achieve on this earth is because of you, not because of us. And so I just pray that... Um, Lord, that we would uh, walk away here today and just dream big for you, Lord, and honor you and all that we do. Thank you for all the husbands that are here that that, um, support their wives, and I just pray you would bless them as well. Just help us to have a great day in you, and may we honor our moms today. In your name I pray, amen. Amen. Give it up for my wife. Thank you for being here. Have a great Mother's Day. Thank you for listening to this message from Heather Haig at Thousand Hills Ranch Church in Woodward, Oklahoma. Please join us again next Sunday at 9 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. at the Woodward Livestock Auction.